Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Breeding Guild Podcast. Hello, Cretans, and welcome back to this episode of the Cretans Guild Podcast. This is going to be a continuation of the last episode where Corey and I were discussing the writers and actors striking. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk a little more about that on top of such as the introduction of artificial intelligence, more on the graphical side, and you'll, you'll get to hear it. So again, this is the Cretan Skill Podcast presented to you by Podfix. Find them at podfixnetwork.com and enjoy the show. Getting back to some of the gray areas that we don't really know how much it's going to. I mean, the last time there was a shutdown like this, mm-hmm. you remember some of the shows, they either ended outright or ended very badly. Like, uh, uh, I think Sarah Chronic- Chronicles, uh, that that show just like, let's just end it. It's done. <laughs> that's that's why I was like, I thought this would have. Oh my God! No, there was a whole decade in between now and the 2000s, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It was. Like All I right. think it's I what killed. That. I think it's what killed uh, Heroes. It's what killed Heroes. Yeah. Um, I thought. Nah, Chuck didn't have any. Nah, Chuck was a few years later. I thought Chuck actually took a season off because of uh, some sort of a uh, a strike or something else or something or other. But maybe I'm mistaking it for something else. Well, we're probably, I don't know how long this strike is going to go on. I mean, I've seen some of the writers say, hey, we can hold out till October, November, the end of the year or so. Yeah. Um, I don't know just how long everyone else, I mean, not just actors and writers. Yeah, we want them to get their money, but also um, <laughs> season two killed heroes. Yeah, it was on, it was, it was on the, it was going down the hill <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> The, the writers like this gave them a reason. Uh, the writers were the bullet. The writers strike was the gun. Right. Uh, <laughs> the writers strike was like, no, ma, it's my dog. <laughs> uh, whatever I can bring back to old Yeller. Uh, I saw that some of this is this is an interesting side effect, by the way. Thanks for mentioning this review, Rob. I saw, doesn't it sound kind of weird to say their like whole name? It's just like Rob and Rob, but you've got two Robs here, and yeah. we have to differentiate. Um, I saw some of the studios are moving shows for reruns for network TV, like the CBS is putting Yellowstone show up, and this surprised the living oh, shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, Miss that, Marvel. That's another. That's another thing that's going on. It's driving me insane. But they're taking. They're pulling Miss Marvel off of streaming, and that's opening up the flood fucking gates. Oh my god, uh, they're they're taking content from off of streaming and then putting it on the air, which is like genius evil shit i mean (laughs) there's it it makes me go back to uh this this whole thing with streaming is Uh just it's so freaking um shady of like what's what's going on here like some of these actors and writers their Mm -hmm. contract says that if their show goes to hbo it says in the contract hbo max yeah then they get these residuals and they they get these payments whatever yeah. That streaming service just changed its name to just Max. And the reasoning they say publicly was 
that mm-hmm. Max or HBO is thought of more as adult entertainment with Game of Thrones and and Sopranos. Yeah. I think it's mostly because that way they can get out of some of this contract talk where they owe money if it's going to stream on HBO Max and Max, which is a complete. It's not like they took. Uh, the engine for HBO Max and just moved it over. It's a different website. It's a different everything. It's completely uh-huh. 100% new, different streaming service. And I I would not be surprised if that's the reason why they made that change. And, and that's a very bizarre line of logic, too, because when I think of like a premium, like grown-up entertainment, I'm not going to think of cinema. Dude, I haven't thought of Cinemax... From an, I haven't thought of Cinemax since an age when it was like, you know, adult, adult entertainment, and you had to stay up until two in the morning to catch that. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever you say Max, makes, and I'm like, oh, Skinamax? Yeah, exactly. It's like, they don't have that anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, don't ask me how I know. Um, but HBO is what I think of when I think of Game of Thrones, when I think of um, uh, West, I'm sorry, not Westwood, uh, Westworld. Um, oddly enough, um, oh, fuck. It's probably because I'm like pushing my my very meager brain too hard yeah. here. What was the uh, the western? Soprano. With, um, uh, yeah, Sopranos. Western. Thank you. Um, but it was the old western with Ian McShane uh, and Timothy Oliphant, and it's really good. And I've been watching it, and I can't remember the title of it. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. Um, ah, okay, whatever. Tombs, tombstone. No. 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 T- no. 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 Deadwood. No. Deadwood. Thank you. Yes. Thank. Ah, fucking a. Which is a great show. But like. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I th- I think yeah, there it is. Um, but that's what I think of when somebody says uh, HBO. Is those things? Cinemax is Cinemax has been like a dead brand uh, effectively for like over a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, totally, totally, what I think of when somebody says grown-up entertainment is Scooby Doo, which <laughs> Max definitely has a bunch of Scooby fucking do all up and down its catalog. 20 movies and at least six TV shows by my count. Watch Mystery Incorporated. It's excellent. The only movies on Cinemax is what's been on HBO for the last 10 years. Right? <laughs> I mean... Okay, so now that you mentioned that and you mentioned, like, the techn- technical specifics of residual payouts, is that all, does that all make sense? Uh, because um, something that, so- that made me think of something very... Very shady that had been going on. Oh, I'm sorry. What do we got? I didn't even know Cinemax was a Skinemax is no more, but Cinemax lives on. Um, deciding to do that right after Disney CEO said they put too many shows out for Marvel. No, yeah. Bob Iger actually said that, which, you know, for the longest time, I actually was a big Disney Plus supporter because uh-huh. that was the one streaming service that never took anything off. Their yeah. library, if something went there, it stayed there. You didn't have to worry about it going away. Netflix, after one week, pff, fuck it. Get it, get rid of it. Yeah. HBO Max, yeah, we're getting rid of this. Disney Plus, we keep it on forever. And now they're starting to get rid of stuff. What are you short on server space? What why would you do this? Do you remember when like back in like the early days of streaming, people kind of thought of it as like as like this open crypt where a bunch of really old shit that didn't have like that didn't have very like stringent rights holder. I'm sorry, that's not what I'm trying to say here. Uh, the people that held the rights to it didn't really know what to do with it, so they just kind of like dumped it and leased it out to Netflix. Say here, have Kolchak the Night Stalker. Yeah. Sure, we're not making any money with Night Rider. <laughs> I think that's that's the show that made uh, NBC go away in a fucking minute. 
People are sampling the theme song. Maybe somebody remembers Knight Rider. Maybe we should have Knight Rider. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just basically if a movie didn't do that well, it would go over to, oh, oh sure, drag me to hell. We'll drop you on Netflix for about a year. Firefly lived on Netflix for like a decade. That's where I watched it. Yeah, that's where I first discovered it. Yeah. And I, and I kind of thought that like because of that, that would leave a, a lot of these people that weren't making money with these dormant properties for the longest time to like call a new audience or, or or to at least invite discovery from some stuff that like isn't any of, of any of any value to them not at that moment in time but then like the nostalgia market fucking sent up a bunch of red flags and the people were like no we got to cash in on this shit right now that's when it began that's when it became frustrating you know especially when netflix began losing all this stuff and it just became a netflix original which by the way there's only really one good one i don't care who the fuck you are <laughs> Netflix is effectively the Stranger Things streaming service. Oh yeah, that that's my and biggest criticism. Else. That's my biggest criticism of yeah. Netflix right now. If it's not Stranger Things, if mm-hmm. it doesn't do good in its first five days, get fuck it, you're done. Yeah, it's that, out of here. Sorry. It, it's a mindset that drives me insane. I was so looking forward to the live action Cowboy Bebop. It hit the air. I'm t- I'm not like binging it. I'm because they um, they dropped it all at once. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I can just watch one episode, come back next week, watch the second episode. No, it's all right there. Do what you want with it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll watch an episode here. I'll take a few days. I'll watch another episode. And then the next thing I hear, yeah, we're canceling season two. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even a full week. Yeah. <clears throat> Netflix is only needed for me with Stranger Things, Wednesday, and Rob Zombie's. How is Rob Zombie's Monsters, by the way? We'll give you a Rob- couple minutes to load that up. Okay, Rob Zombie's Monsters. Monsters, mm-hmm. I did see this. Because um, it got some really mixed reviews, but I was kind of looking forward to it. It did. I think the people that don't like it didn't know what they were in for. Because the movie, the Rob Zombie Monsters, is mm-hmm. very true to the spirit of the original show. It's campy. It's goofy. It's weird. So Maybe people that saw Rob Zombie's Monsters really only saw the words Rob and Zombie with nothing else underneath it, and then they were like, oh, let's get in on it. I think they were either expecting like a true horror movie or like an up-to-date, uh, realistic retelling of the monsters with the Rob Zombie like mm-hmm. scary twist to it. But no, it was the original Monsters. <laughs> That's mean. I don't have it. Who's got Who's got anything against Rob Zombie or oh, what's her name? Sherry uh, Moon Pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think her role as um, <laughs> Lily Monster. I think uh-huh. she was perfect for that because it's over the top. It's overacted. It's terribly acted. Yeah, it's all that's ham. The, it, that's the point of the entire movie. It's like everything mm-hmm. is hammy and campy and over the top and like Dutch angles every which way you look. It's it's a 60s movie in modern day. It, yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people did not like it. They watch it, it's like, oh, this is terrible. I'm watching it and I'm looking at like some of the really crappy transitional graphics. I was like, this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> yeah, damn. It's too bad I didn't get a, get a good look at it before. We put the kibosh on Netflix over here because they started the whole password sharing thing, which, by the way, if you're experiencing a drop in revenue, Netflix, that might have a little bit to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped well. Netflix. I dropped Netflix a little while ago. Um, yeah, because I was sharing it with my mom because she doesn't have anything else to watch. So I was like, "Here you go, mom." Uh, by the way, mom, I'm taking away Netflix. 
But guess what? You now have Hulu, HBO, or Max, yeah, <laughs> and Amazon Prime, and you have all these other things that I'm allowed to share the password with you. Uh, nine anime. <laughs> you know, no, no, okay, no, sorry. No. No. You're gonna, you're gonna cut that. I don't you, want. No, she. You need a, you need a computer to watch that. Oh, oh that's that's correct. <laughs> it's the her monsters. phone is a little too advanced for her. Review it. Well, you know, never mind. <laughs> uh, it's the monsters made by a Super Monsters fan. He made a car featuring. He made a song featuring the car for God's sake. That's true. Um, I, I I regret not being being able to see that before we uh, put the kibosh on it. But I wanted to because I kind of knew that Netflix's days were numbered over here. Uh, Honestly, I hadn't had Netflix for like two years. And whenever somebody like asks, like, have you seen this thing on Netflix? No, nah, I haven't had it in a long time. It hasn't been worth it to me for at least since 2021. Um, uh, I got to finish Castlevania, which was great. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm glad I got to put that to bed. Um, but I was in the middle of Cuphead uh, when it got canceled. And I was like, oh, if Cuphead was like the only thing that interested me at the time, well, and the monsters, but that was kind of like in the back of my head at the time. Uh, then I'm not, I'm not really going to be missing anything else on this, and I don't think anybody else is either. So, yeah, you know, there's a, some more gray areas that this strike of, in um, effects is really weird, like cosplayers, especially with, uh, with Comic Con, like right around the corner. Yeah, it, it some of this, do, some cosplay is affected by this strike well, um, because people that do cosplay work as professional makeup artists or wardrobe artists or uh it, it's but that's crew that's crew that's yeah that it's, have not, to... it's not writers or actors but it's kind of some of these cosplayers they're professional cosplayers they have sag cards mm-hmm. um or it's sometimes the characters that are being portrayed by that were created by writers who are currently on strike. Like I said, it's a weird, weird gray zone. And I think someone said the best way to um, get yourself in the clearing is actually call up these unions and say, hey, I'm cosplay- cosplaying as this character. Am I in the clear? And they'll let you know if like yes or no. Um, now, if you don't have a SAG card then and you do it for fun, don't, don't care. Go for it. Go nuts. Uh, but if there's a chance to go down the road, you're going to become apply for a SAG card. It could hurt your chances when you do that. I, I'm, hmm. maybe those are cosplayers who do it as a side hustle, for which their main hustle is being an actor. That's what I'm thinking. There are some cosplayers who are pretty big time. Yeah, uh, really well known on the influencer market. Yeah, so some of them might. Uh, down the line might apply f- as a SAG actor. So I think some of the unions were just like, hey, just just to be safe, mm-hmm. you, you, why don't you call the union and find out first? Uh, something interesting. Uh, voice actors would obviously be underneath the SAG umbrella, right? It, yes. At least if they're a part of a particular segment of the industry. I know there's... That's yep. kind of like an issue, an issue in and of itself because that's why the Scoob... Um, voice actors were recast for the movie because that scale of production or something had to have this set of actors rather than the original voice actors or some crazy shit. But uh, do you remember the guy that like went viral about like 10 years ago for being like a really um, comic book accurate Joker cosplayer? No. Nah? No. I, I thought you were going to mention uh, Keith Apicary, who's an actor, but he does a lot of online stuff. 
uh, mostly video game related, uh, where it it's not really him. It's a character who's doing these things. Yeah. Uh, he goes to conventions. He goes to gaming uh, shows and whatever. I've seen him in real life. Um, and I was thinking maybe it's like kind of in, in that ground. It's like I said, it's it's a weird, weird gray area. The other thing is, is Hollywood is going after some online influencers and wanting to hire them mm-hmm. uh, to do promotional work, which that <laughs> see that was the thing that was the thing I was telling you about. That was what I was asking about earlier with like writers that are out of work and and are like completely like for just selling their shit and and not giving a fuck about taboo or like crossing picket lines or whatever. So influencers are now kind of like getting scabbed out. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. And you you see the, all right, good. You see the issue here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I've been out of work for two years. I'm not, I can't say I would say no, (laughs) you know, that was, you know, um, my friend, Sean Roselle on, he's, he's like big on the TikTok, and he, he pointed that out. I was like, man, Uh if you, if you're just like a a small time influencer and then Uh Disney comes to you, it's like, Hey, you want to make this commercial for us since we can't hire any actors. It's really hard to say no when they like wave two two grand in your face. Okay. I'm not doing a two fucking grand. You kidding me? Shit. That's see, here's the thing. You're selling your two grand and Disney tickets. (laughs) (laughs) For you. That's crap for people who, I moved Disney out content. of Orlando, man. That yeah, well, <laughs> they obviously would in this situation they would be targeting people who are Disney influencers. Right. Okay. That that's a good point. But like, I <laughs> see. I kind of like had a bit of a similar situation like that a couple of days ago, where it was somebody was like, "Hey, would you be able to do this for like three hundred bucks?" And I'm sorry. <laughs> Please cut that out. Um, would you be able to do this at like half the standard rate? And I was like, well, I could, but um, what do I do here? I really need the work. It's not that much pay, but if they paid for travel and accommodations. So what I did was I asked them if they would be willing to pay for travel and accommodations. And they said no. And they met, they made that decision painfully easy to make. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. The thing is that, like, apparently in that moment, because it was for for like three days worth of work, my soul does have a pretty chintzy price tag on it. But this as, is also crewing stuff. Yeah. You know? at, also, a as a freelancer, and I worked with a bunch of freelancers. If uh-huh. any of us were offered a job that what we had to relocate to for three days, whatever, yeah. and they weren't going to pay for travel, they weren't going to pay. Um, what, what's the uh, where they give you money for food? I forget what that's called. Per diem. Per diem. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If they weren't going to offer that, it's like, mm, I'll pass. Thank you. Mm, yeah. um, unless they're paying you over your rate that you were asking for. That's the only situation I would that, uh, I would do. That would be excusable. But, like, man, I remember, like, last year I had a gig out west a little bit. And um, I ended up, like, taking, um, you know, taking Jay's car. <laughs> I took Jay's car out there and I slept in that fucking thing uh, to do two days worth of work. And they were just like, all right, well, here's your six and your six. And they never called me back. I was like, I'm never working for you fuckers again. Not that I'd have a choice, really. That was like, that was a, that was a grand mall rear ending right there. And even if they like came back to me with something like that, a little bit bigger. Yeah, I'd probably work for them. But um, 
it's not a good way to do business. And I think that if they like came up to affluence or just like dangling a couple of K's in front of them, like, hey, it's real, it's legit money, right? You want to see what Hollywood looks like? I'd be like, oh, fucking, do you pay traveling and accommodations? Uh, now, the there's thing- a lot of people that would not agree with you. All right, here's here's the real deal behind that. You're more visible too. And if anybody got wind of you doing that, then all of a sudden, let's say the pickets are over and everybody goes home and goes back to work, not at the same time, you know what I mean? Um, Then they'll remember your name. They'll remember you as like the guy that took two Ks to come out to Hollywood and take somebody else's job for a little bit. Oh, while they were fighting for everybody else's jobs at the same time. I have seen Mm -hmm. when I was working for Golf Channel, remember there was a, a strike for the uh, live, I don't know if you were there or not, but the uh, the live crew were on a strike from Golf Channel. Um, uh, I remember, I remember this. I was up in Chicago at the time. Yeah. Okay. They were yeah. About it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so they brought in some of the uh, the Orlando studio um, people to go to the location. I think it was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Work the show, do their thing, and go home, mm-hmm. and then. The um, some of the union workers were taking photos of these employees who were going in to do a job, mm-hmm. getting labeled online as scab, and you would mm-hmm. just see like, like I saw coworkers of mine on on these like Instagram or Twitter shots, mm-hmm. and they were being labeled as scabs, and like you should never work with this person ever again. It's like holy shit. So yeah, huh. some of the some of these people are are vicious. If you cross picket lines there are people on the other side who will take note here teach can i front row can i sit can i ask a question i got a question you gotta go to the bathroom no i don't have to go to the bathroom i just went to the bathroom um i was wondering okay so people that we knew that were working on property that are part of the union were being labeled oh people who are cross people who worked in the studio in orlando were going out to fill in for these union workers, and oh. they were being labeled as scabs. Well, it obviously didn't stick because a lot of the people that we know are still very much working. Yeah, one of them ended up my, being my supervisor. So, yeah, obviously, which makes me wonder if, like, I'm on. Somebody took a picture of me and was like, "Don't hire that fuckhead ever again." <laughs> don't worry, I think there's a book out there with my my photo in it as well. I don't know, man. You're <laughs> you're. You're banking way more gigs than I've been in the last fucking two years, even. Um, That's one thing I keep thinking about is like maybe somebody like actually did say to somebody else, "Don't do this." I've had some really weird rejections, like in the in the in the year and year and change that I've been trying to get work. It's fucking weird. Uh, Like the one place that I was at a couple of months ago. Sorry, we're not supposed to be airing grievances here. Um, Yeah, let's. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, I do want to bring up one thing. Um, Okay. The, the artificial intelligence thing. I don't know exactly what that involves because uh, as we discussed, anything written by J, uh, AI, mm-hmm. it's garbage. So, on because the actors are also pushing for this. And the only situation I can think of that they've done this in the past is where uh, James Earl Jones laid down his voice for Star Wars, Disney, whatever. Mm-hmm. So his voice can be the voice of Darth Vader for eternity. Right, yeah. So there, that's going to be artificially uh, created of his voice reading the lines from yeah, now on. Yeah, and he he agreed to that, but that was also before this all started. Right, um, but I'm wondering if that yeah. if, 
it's along those lines that actors are pretty pissed off of because that's going to re- that's not going to allow another actor somewhere down the line to be the voice actor of Darth Vader. Uh, Jay was talking about something like this last night, um, and I, I was thinking about this since uh, since he mentioned it. And I have like my own probably grossly misinformed take on it, but I'll put his out here first. He was talking about this mostly affecting extras and people that um, would not be in a position to trademark their faces. Um, like if we're saying, like if we're talking, if we're talking about like the recent Flash movie, you know how Nicolas Cage showed up. By the way, spoiler: Nicolas Cage is in the Flash of Superman. It was ruined um, before the movie came out for me. Yeah, that's fine because the CG was dodging. People felt like they weren't really ruining much of anything, but whatever is. He, they, they had his likeness, likeness in Superman, and one of the first things I his, that I thought of was like, oh, that's pretty funny, it's cute. I wonder how Nicolas Cage was able to get it. oh, because he's Nicolas Cage and he does anything nowadays. So, whenever you have to, whenever you want to use an actor's likeness, you have to go to that actor and say, hey, can we use your likeness for this? And that affects everything. Do you remember how like when licensed pinball machines back in the day would have like Arnold Schwarzenegger's face on like the back glass? But it didn't look a fucking thing like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it just looks sort of like him. It's because they couldn't pay for the licensing fees for his. I thought it was just because they hired a bad artist. Sometimes that happens, but like they were able to get most of the um, actors like uh, licenses for the 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 Lethal Weapon machine, which is a great which is a great looking table. But they weren't able to get Mel Gibson's, and you can tell. But Joe Pesci's was like spot on. His caricature was like very accurate, and so was um, uh, Danny uh, Danny Glover's. But same sort of deal. You deal with an actor, you deal with their likeness, you have to pay licensing fees. Not so much with their voice, especially if it's artificially replicated. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> so that's one canard. The thing that Jay had mentioned was that if you are an extra or a sort of a below the table kind of a, kind of an asset to a production, what they the, what had started to become regular practice was that in order to part of your contracts as an extra is to give them your likeness in perpetuity and they would give you nothing for it yes yeah okay yeah because obviously if some uh some big names and they're going to be used for marketing reasons or Mm -hmm. merchandise reasons that would get worked into the contract meanwhile the Left Shark number two doesn't get any information, <laughs> any backing whatsoever. Left Shark was the hero of the entire fucking production. <laughs> they better give him legacy for that. Screen Rant review at Rob with Screen Rant just put out a list of ten times Hollywood has used a dead actor for a film. Um, and In I those situations, I'm I'm pretty sure it's where they went to the estate of the actor and was like, hey, we're gonna do this. Do we have? your permission to do this and whatever and we'll pay yeah. you i think yeah. it, it, obviously because it, obviously they've done this for star wars a couple of times they did that with nancy marchand when she died before they could kill her off on the sopranos yeah oh god that was awful who was nancy marchand well they she did was with, they she did was with, the mother okay all right thank you obviously i've never seen any of the fucking sopranos except for one episode <laughs> i i only know that <laughs> yeah. because uh i remember seeing footage of it's like hey this actress was replaced after she died and here's the footage i'm like oh my god that is awful yeah but it was also at the time where you could tell money wasn't really being put into uh hbo wasn't paying for graphics for sopranos yeah so they just use like a fake shimp more or less it 
it looked bad, but it kind of it, it was like somebody was wearing clay, digital clay Ooh. type of deal. It yeah, it didn't look good. Thank God that the shots didn't last long, but someone like you and me would note it like right away. It's like, ooh, why does she have lines around her head? Ouch, god damn it. Um, there was a, they reminded me they did it with John Candy with Wagons East. Remember that? That that wasn't as bad as this. Mm-hmm. I always think about that one movie they made after Bruce Lee died, uh, where they it, it was starring Bruce Lee, and they just used some footage that he had shot. Uh-huh. And there's uh... literally a shot where the the actor is looking in a mirror, the camera's pointing at the mirror, mm-hmm. and there's just a cardboard cutout on the mirror of Bruce Lee's face, and it looks horrible. Just god awful and that's always what i think of when i hear they've used a dead actor's face i gotta find that image see the funny thing is i've never seen this movie that you're talking about and i absolutely fucking must now but um uh whenever i think of the whole dead actor question um i mean the second thing that pops into my head is the example from wagon's east the first thing is i mean this doesn't skirt legalities or anything carrie fisher was recently alive is when they do digital constructs of recently deceased actors, especially as they're like younger selves. And it is like the crassest shit because it's like, it's kind of like it's, it's generally understood among stagecraft that like if, if a, a character's, if a character's actor passes away, then I mean, they were able to do it with all, sorry, I'm kind of chasing two divergent trains of thought here that you just recast it. Because it's going to be fucking gross either way, and it's going to be a schism of recognizability from from Jump. And it's kind of traditional to do it on stage productions anyway. Secondly, they did it with Alden Ehrenreich for, for Solo. Harrison Ford's not even dead. I mean, why, right. would, they, it, it, why would they not recast a younger Carrie Fisher? Well, remember the, the flack that movie... Well, the, the, that movie got unfair flack, because I thought Solo was a great movie. It um, was a good movie. I mean, the last line was kind of retarded, but its I'm not going to blame it on the entire movie. Like, 98, 98 minutes of excellence cannot be undone by just one bad line. Maybe three bad lines. But it skirts the rule, and therefore it endures. Anyway, right. That was more for me than it was for you. I'm just trying to justify <laughs> that shit. <laughs> this and the de-aging. Sorry, um, let me see. Review what Rob's saying. Oh, um, oh is this the movie? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull up the. Where's the thing? Where's the right? Here we go. All right. Okay. So yeah, this is like a a cutout of Bruce Lee's face on a mirror, and it, it's too pixelated to actually tell. But it's I can really, see that there's really a bad. there's a hard outline, but to me, because it's a still and because it's kind of crunched or crushed, it does look like a cheap mat. And yeah. We've seen plenty of cheap mats. We grew up in the 80s. Um, uh, maybe in motion, the effect will be a little bit more complete. Um, but, I mean, honestly, it, it does look the kind of like the kind of bad that special effects people were able to achieve at that the time. The Game of Death. Look, It's called The Game of Death. Just look yeah. that up and you, you'll find it. All right. Um, I think this review at Rob is saying, I think this and the de-aging has showed the studios they have powers to play with and it's scary. Now, you see, here's the thing. Um, they did something with another actor and scanned Carrie Fisher for 
Rogue One, if I remember correctly. Well, they did it with Peter Cushing also, right? With Grand, <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> yeah. I and- keep wanting to call him Grand Muff Diver because that joke never <laughs> dies. <laughs> there have been times where they get the de-aging really, really bad, uh-huh. which is the majority of time. But there are few instances where it does look really, really good. Uh- the, the de-aging by itself um, with a live actor tends to, it tends to not risk much because you still have the actor there as a stand-in. They, they de-age, uh, I was about to use the worst example, so I'll go ahead with it. They de-age Kurt Russell for Guardians 2, right? But the man hasn't fucking aged today past 50 anyway, so... Um, oh, flashback scene, yeah. In the flashback sequencers, right. Uh, so they had some like pretty solid DNA to work with there. Uh, much respect to the Russell's family tree. Um, they did, but they did something with um, Samuel Jackson with a Secret Invasion, and I think Captain Marvel also, right? Because you're Secret thinking Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Secret Invasion also has a de-aged uh, a Fury in it as well, and I was like, well, okay, he does age pretty well, but he's got very he's he's pretty visibly different nowadays, and this is a pretty this is pretty well done. Um, when you're working off of a straight digital construct you've got to create that thing from whole fucking cloth and you're not de-aging something so much as you are just uh, trying to bring somebody back from the dead and i don't know how many times frankenstein has to be told that that never really turns out all that well um even in a virtual sense it it just at the end of the day at best it's gonna look like fucking tacky as balls and at worst ghoulish straight foolish the majority of times when these things look as bad as they do it's because the uh the 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 artists Mm -hmm. the digital artists don't have they're not given the time that they need to work on it great example of that is when they de-aged luke skywalker for the mandalorian Mm -hmm. the first time around it looked like a ps2 model was walking around but for his next appearance in i think mandalorian season three or something or book of boba fett it looks really good. He's walking around. It's okay. it's bright sunlight and the shading and everything and the movement actually looks good. It looks like a young uh, Luke Skywalker. A booga boba. Booga boba. Booga boba. Boba. Boba boba. Boba tea. Review it, Rob's pointing out that Marvel did it uh, first with RDJ, I think, in Civil War, but can be very wrong. You mean like first in the Marvel Universe? Not sure. No, actually, they had a lot of experience with uh, not with de-aging, but uh, physical manipulation with Captain America. Remember the first scenes where he's a little short guy. Yeah. So yeah, they they had some experience with that. Yeah, they had to emaciate him somewhat. It's it's the same technology. I think he's talking about context though, Mm. uh, because he had to be physically different for that role as well. And when when you're looking at a de-aged actor, you're looking at him from a current like. A contemporary point of reference they did a pretty good job with him in uh civil war though but yeah. also that could be because rdj you know he got cut <laughs> he's an actor you know and come to think of it maybe kurt russell did the same way too but i don't I, it's kurt no russell. i think the marvel movies get it right because they're given the time to work on it and in cases like black panther where they're rushed out the door it looks mm-hmm. like two rag dolls flying around mm, oh god yeah that mm. Right. Uh, no, there. God, there was actually a really egregious um, 
fucking flub in uh, something Marvel related recently. Right? I was just like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was. It's not coming to me though, so let's move past it. Um, but speaking of like, um, speaking of like digital makeup, uh, did you ever see the um, uh, the Ghostbusters sequel, uh, Afterlife? Yes. And all right, so you know that they brought uh, Harold Ramis back for that. Right. Kind of, yeah. So when I, when I first heard about this, I was just like, fucking great. This is going to be gross as hell. I like the way they handled it. Um, it, it, it I, I don't necessarily think they could have like put the entire narrative around him. That seemed to be a little bit forced. But uh, the way that they did it was that throughout like at least three quarters of the movie, they shot around his face. They cut him off. Um, because most of these were in flashbacks and they were like vague memory flashbacks to begin with. And you weren't really supposed to know who the narrative was concerning at that point in the movie, right? So right. you just you just saw feet, you just saw arms, you just saw a workbench. These are vestiges of the character that we think we know, but maybe not. It, it's the Jaws method. Don't show the monster until you need to. Right. So eventually they showed the monster at the end and they showed him as a ghost. And I was like, all right, I know they're going to do this. So like, get ready for it. It wasn't that bad. And I, I think the reason it wasn't that bad is because, one, uh, he wasn't talking. He didn't so talk. That's they, it. Yeah. That could throw it off a little bit. But the mm -hmm. other thing that really helps, and I, I see when de-aging uh, or artificial look mm -hmm. doesn't, or when it does work, it's because of particular lighting. Uh, if you light something a particular way, it mm -hmm. looks more credible. Yeah. That well, lighting, we know, we know we, because we're fucking nerds. That lighting can like absolutely smash or or or, or, or eulogize, not eulogize, create a scene. It makes the shot, yes. um, and people don't really think about that because of all the because of all the stuff that's just mise en scène to begin with, uh, blocking actors, the set, blah blah blah. But it's the lighting that pulls all that together, and. I, I think that when you you're dealing with a director who's not like a stage first director and only comes from like a CG background, they don't really they consider it because they have to in the most fundamentally technical sense, but they don't really feel where it's going to go. It's like somebody who's like really technical with a guitar, but still doesn't know how to solo. They might be like proficient as fuck and reliable, but there's not you're not going to be feeling it. You know, and I know that's like the film douchiest thing to be saying about this. No, no, no. I, that, I get I get what you're saying. It's kind of like you're a sound engineer. You can tune a guitar. You uh -huh. can do everything. You just can't play it. Right, right. There's there's something innate that's lacking. And it's like when you watch a really old movie. And I was talking to somebody about this. Like I saw um, uh, the after hours a couple of weeks ago. And that was a, a, a kind of a sort of an obscure Martin uh, Scorsese movie from the 80s. I was like exhausted afterwards because I was like, this is a real movie. I forgot what these fucking things feel like <laughs> because they're, they're usually made nowadays with, with, I guess such a rigid, um, I don't want to say formula because that's like needless cynicism, but there are ex expectations within the, con the content that we consume that has to be produced for a very specific, um, for a very specific production line. Uh, for lack of a more elegant term. Um, well, you kind of approached it with that. The lighting is good. Uh, they used uh, they used an actor that is... That's like, this is like his whole wheelhouse. He's basically like a makeup actor, like Doug Jones, just a little less famous. And then they applied like uh, a, a digital wig and some embellishments afterwards to kind of age him upwards. 
Right. Um, that, I believe, was like technically where they succeeded. A lot of thought went into that shot. And it was like total maybe six seconds of film. Yeah. You know? And the fact now, when I was trying to draw the distinction between like tacky and ghoulish, tacky is when they let the character talk and they didn't let him talk. Sometimes that can break it. Yeah. Yeah. They need that character, especially since it was like an implied exit. This guy is moving on from this movie or this story nowadays. This character is moving on from the story. I mean, we know why people in the movie don't know why he's just fucking dead. How'd he die? All these other mysterious mysteries are like coming to light in that moment. And that's all they need to know mm-hmm. about him in that scene. Don't have him fucking talk. Don't say goodbye to your grandson or anything like that. He showed up to do what he needed to do. These guys know why. And now it's over. Exit scene. Yeah. That's how you fucking do that. That's how you bring somebody <laughs> back from the dead. It has to be conceived of on the screenplay first. <laughs> Not in post, you bitches. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, what, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, have you watched any of Secret Invasion? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. A simple we, yes or no. <laughs> we were, well, we were just talking about Sam Jackson, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The reason I mentioned him is because, yeah, I had, unfortunately, been watching Secret Invasion. Okay. I'm, I'm like the series. Um, it's, it's like a low-key spy kind of show. So Loki, it, it has this, this it doesn't re- feel like a superhero show. This is the reason I started watching it because it was like a low key spy thriller plus invasion of the body snatchers. And once I saw the trailer, I was like, Woo! you know, fucking went ghostly goobs. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's got an amazing cast. It's got a fantastic fucking cast. Uh, the show aside, uh, the, the thing I think is getting way more discussion that I actually personally feel that doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. is the intro for the series. Oh, the, the show intro. intro. Yeah. Yeah. The AI where it's uh, obviously you've seen it. So it's kind of like this morphing. It's kind of like chat AI. If you type in like something and it gives you the, the, the graphic of it and it looks all mm-hmm. swirly and awful and weird and the AI doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so this artist, this digital artists actually made the intro to look like that, which kind of fits the theme of how the scrolls are infiltrating into human life and they're kind of swirling and everything. It, it, yeah. It's hey. weird. It's AI looking, but what I see online more than anything else is people complaining, you should hire real artists. Like a real artist made that a real artist. Ha- I mean, it just because his canvas is a computer screen, that doesn't mean that he's not, doing exactly what an artist should be doing. It's just, that's his style of art. A real artist conceived of it. Uh, uh, And by the way, I'm totally with you on it. I don't believe there's an ethical quandary about it whatsoever. He used AI as a medium and not as a vehicle. And it's not so much, I mean, it's Um, not like it's not like these TikTok filters where you're hitting a button and then it just wipes through and it gives you a different uh, AI filter or whatever. It's some, it's definitely something more complex than that. It's not like yeah. you just hit the space bar. It's like, well, I got an intro. Well, what what people what people kind of like fail to realize about AI is that they they think it's just some sort of like this digital mono mind that pulls from like all of these sources of already like pre existing uh, visuals and works in it order doesn't. to create. It. I, I know it doesn't work like that. I mean, it mo, mo, well your, your few 
mostly well-known like AI uh, composite modelers will pull from like we'll pull from like readily available sources and then like cross-reference those against other ones and then yeah, it sounds like I'm saying exactly what it just said uh, doesn't happen but <laughs> <laughs> the thing is is that it's not as Skynet as people think it is and they also think that it is just like people sitting behind a button that says make me art yeah and then it just <laughs> where's the art button <laughs> I want art well do you, what setting do you want I want big titty anime art boop and then you press the button and all of a sudden you've got that it's not <laughs> 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 I was, dude, I was literally talking to somebody about this like last night. He's like, yeah, I want to start like an OnlyFans account where I'm just doing AI titty art. It's like, dude, it's not that simple. Trust me. <laughs> it's, it's not like, it's not like a ham ass Instagram account. Dude, try, like, trust me. Speaking as like uh, uh, an Instagram glitch artist with like no following fucking whatsoever, I should be bitter about this. I, I, I am where it counts. The guy that made the intro to Secret Invasion, which, by the way, is the least offensive part of that show to me, he should not, or they should not be getting the shit that they're getting over it. No. Like, and the, the and and most of the criticism is coming from people that just think that he just sat there and said, "Here, here's the art button. I hit it once. All of a sudden, you've got this intro, and then that, that's it." It's clearly not the case. There is a definitive vision involved, and yeah, we can be like film school snotty about you know the symbology that he incorporated into it i got it but you're attacking the wrong guy you're attacking an artist who's using ai as his tool not as a scapegoat or not as you know uh wolf's uh, sheep's clothing you know uh-huh. this reminds me of the scene review it rob says that see that's like that's like douchey uh shock jock shit um this reminds me of a scene in iRobot where Will Smith asks the robot if he can draw a masterpiece in the robot, and the robot replies, can you? Oh, I've drawn many masterpieces in my time. <laughs> All of them are strangely dick-shaped. <laughs> Remember the great dick war Fox? The great dick war Fox. Uh, that wasn't me, though. That was, that was the work of two actual... Yes, but like, you know you wanted to take part. You wanted to volunteer for that I wanted army. to, and the reason I did it is because I was afraid that I wouldn't cut the fucking mustard. But do you, this is how that all ended was the best part of that story. I know you can tell it. I've told enough people. Okay, go all ahead. Right, so, go ahead. so people who didn't know, we, Corey and I used to work at a, a Fox affiliate here in Orlando, <laughs> and some of the night crew and morning crew, I think it was, were getting into wars of leave, leaving little notes of pictures of dicks, like yeah. hand drawn pictures, not like they took they, photos of their own and they called whatever. It like, the Hogageddon or the Hogageddon, yeah, something like that, yeah. And they would hide it like in scripts, <laughs> or they would hide it like in a guy's locker. You would open it up, it's like, oh, okay, there's cack right there in my face. But my favorite one, which is not the one you're going to mention, my favorite one was when they, oh, that is the one you're going to mention. I'm sorry. No, let no, me, what? Let me let me see where you're going first. I'm going to see where you're going first. Okay. Well, I was going to tell how it all came to an end. Right, right. Well, put a stop to it. Yeah, uh, I think it was Casey or Don or one of the higher ups. Mm-hmm. of the department of our department mm-hmm. uh, was giving a tour opens up the control room and we had like this little bulletin bar where we put like notes and stuff and it's like there's a flaming hog right there on for everyone to see <laughs> he got the bulletin board like that month or something yeah so they would be able to see each other's schedules <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing you do is just like deface it yeah <laughs> 
and the funny thing was is he was not surprised at all <laughs> he probably just liked that it was like and there's uh, a deck. <laughs> yeah all right well here's the control room guys <laughs> um no i thought it was like one of the two instances um the one where they left a hog, uh, I guess they did like a telethon like the previous weekend, and uh, somebody came in to like, <laughs> somebody came in to like pick up all the phones and round up all the hardware that they left behind, and they left a dick underneath the handset on one of the phones. <laughs> was it the producer phone? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just remember that like Chico was. <laughs> Chico's still is somebody like had to clean up the phones and they picked the receiver up and they're like all of a sudden there's a dick there. <laughs> but that isn't that wasn't supposedly the crowning achievement. Um, and this happened, I guess, before the bulletin board thing happened. Um, uh, somebody, uh, <laughs> God, I can't even imagine a project of this scale. And some part of me still believes that maybe they're like bullshitting me somewhat, but. Uh, Don apparently came back to his office one day, and do you remember how they had those cabinets over the desks where the lids would flip up, right? And okay. you know, he kept them like he kept file folders and books and shit in there. Um, he came back to the office one day, and I guess he pulled he. That's where he kept his like employee uh, uh, vacation slips, and he pulls the the lid up, and then all of a sudden, like the old style gatefold printer paper <laughs> they used to use their dot matrix feeder it came spilling out of it where it's it was, all perforated like it was, sheet it was, after sheet after sheet it was taped to the lid and the entire thing was a dick <laughs> the funny thing is, is his office was in perfect view of the news director so if they were looking <laughs> over at the time they would have saw that <laughs> and rob's Rob's mentioning super bad. That's the thing. Um, all of this actually happened supposedly before I think Bob and I started working there. But when we started working there, super bad came out, just came out. And then all of a sudden it all started all over again. And <laughs> and as soon as like Don caught like wind of a single dick hitting the bulletin board or something, he was like, guys, I can't let you do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how we got roped into it and then um and then afterwards um my friend vince and i kept the tradition alive on facebook and i'm so shocked we were able to do that but like if i did that nowadays oh my god i would have gotten reported like immediately oh shit but that'd be really stupid because like mo mostly work people follow me on facebook now um uh, yeah, that was that was the great dick off of 2008. <laughs> and as for what that has to do with the uh, writers and actors, screen <laughs> how do we screen how do we transition? I have no idea. Maybe Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah are part of it, and their picket line signs are like "Don't dick us" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're carrying a lighter with them. As long as they're carrying a lighter with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Is that what you call a closer? Yeah, is I think that's I think that's a good it? way to, oh, okay. to go out. Fuck. Oh, oh god. that's that's perfect. Yeah. And so, so painfully on brand too. Yeah. Uh, review it, Rob. Uh, theme Park Rob and anyone else who might have just 
tuned in for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh, to listen to this insanity. Got to thank you an awful lot. Um, should we like do this again? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm surprised that like we never talked about the hog off. I think we we touched on it. Really? We, it never we, we touched the tip. We <laughs> He gave me that opening. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to whip it out eventually. <laughs> phrasing. Are we doing phrasing again? It, it, it dribbled out once in a while. Uh, oh, I was going hey, to... Since Rob seems to know about Archer, what are you? What, what's your thoughts on it ending uh, next year? <sighs> I'm behind by a season or two. Uh, I thought you were going to say I'm behind the ending because the last season sucked out loud. Oh, really? It's so unfunny now. Yeah, I can't believe what I like when 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 they when they brought it back to the modern. Well, not the modern era. Um, when they brought it back to, I guess, Archer's era, uh, they started off like mega strong. Uh, that first episode with um, the Judas Priest opening was just like, shit, this is classic cinema. <laughs> this is what TV is all about. Um, and then like. It was it was mostly interesting all the way up until like the middle of the uh, season, and then once they no no actually no it remained interesting up until the end because then they started teasing that maybe he wasn't completely out of the matrix yet, but then they kind of like wheeled back on that in the next season and it was just like gags and shit and I'm like I can't even remember what happened in the season after that and uh, this season I've seen two episodes, but mm. it's been like Jesus this is like so joyless what the fuck happened. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, That's disappointing. But yeah. it's probably like oh, last season. Let's who cares? Yeah. <laughs> A- Adam Reed like whoa wrote one episode uh, last season and it fucking showed. It like nobody seemed to care. It was you know like the worst Simpsons episodes are all like references to jokes that they told in the past that landed. Yeah. And how fucking sad those are. It was a lot of that. So. Mental note, if you ever get into like uh, creating a uh, televised uh, TV comedy and it's super successful in its first four or so years, end it. <laughs> just just pull the plug on it because eventually, if you let it go on, you're just going to be like referring to your own better fucking jokes. And that's terrible. That is like, that's like comedy death, but in the forever hallway, you know? Anyway. All right, sorry. I was asking Rob a question. Shit, how'd that happen? Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. Anyway. But we, we are going to sign off. Uh, oh guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Th- thanks, thanks for watching in. Thanks for uh, for giving us questions and commenting. Absolutely, freaking loved it. We'll probably do this again another time. Um, can't tell you when, but because uh, <laughs> this doesn't always work. Sometimes we go live and no one watches. Yeah, but you or guys, some- you guys made it worthwhile. Sometimes I fuck up dinner and don't show up until like 20 minutes into the broadcast. Ah, I was able to fill. I was starting to get dry, but I could fill for a while. Yeah, sorry about that. I, uh, I didn't know we were on a schedule tonight. I would have. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of what had made it uh, feel more real when showing up. Johnny come lately like a dead Egon Spangler all of a sudden. Well, I mean, it, re- it reminds me when I was a guest on um, the Monday morning monorail podcast. Mm-hmm. Where it was supposed to be them, me, and Landon, right? And Landon got so freaking drunk he forgot the time that we started. So we he just popped in and he literally 
for the rest of the show was going fireball. <laughs> That's all he would say. The entire show? Yeah. I'm yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that would have killed. <laughs> <laughs> it it did the first three times. After that, the okay. first three, oh, have, have another drink there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he can. Maybe he can own it next time. Who knows? Maybe uh, he he's made up for it by helping me out with a few things. But cool. in the meantime, guys, again, thanks for watching. We are going to sign off. Uh, you can get hold of us. Our Cretans Guild socials are at Cretans Guild on. <laughs> the Rob Mob is ready. Fucking <laughs> the, the Council of Robs. <laughs> we have the Council of Bobs of Theme Park Rob, myself, and Bob the co uh, Cocktail Bob. Uh, what about oh, what about what about the uh, hundred dollar Rob? Who's hundred dollar Rob? He lives with you. You know hundred hundred oh, hundred dollar oh. <laughs> Rob. Okay, Robbie. Yes. Yeah, Robbie. That's right. Okay, oh, there's also <laughs> Random Rob. That, that's true. There's also random Rob, but God he's too random, so we can't really count. Yeah. Count <laughs> <laughs> he's unreliable. He's random yeah. Rob. So if you want to find out of our socials, you know the deal. Look for uh, Cretans Guild on Instagram, Twitter, and I don't know. We still have a Facebook account, I think, but I don't know why we don't update it. Cause, yeah, can't post uh, any hogs on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do have uh, uh, links to our shops uh, where you can find some of our merchandise is there. I know Theme Park Rob's got this beautiful orange uh, Halloween style t-shirt of ours that we're all getting ready to wear for Halloween Horror Nights uh, in just a couple of weeks. So that's probably gonna be another discussion for us pretty soon. God, already? Yeah. Ugh, what do you mean? Uh, we live for this. Well, oh, I, I used to when I had money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dude. come on down. I'll take you. Uh, uh, I'll try to, if I can do it. Oh, uh, right. I just had a really good idea was with all the Rob following that we've got uh -huh. going in our going in our favor. Um, I had it. I had a pretty, I had a pretty slick idea for like the next just championship um, after the show. So okay, it's it's, it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Had the standard black. Who's still there? Oh yes, HHN talk. It's the season. I just wasn't aware. <clears throat> well, it's almost the season. Almost, I mean, almost. I just bought my Russia Fear Pass, so, and they don't even have all the houses announced yet. Oh, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're delaying it this year. Uh, so after all that, guys, we just got to say thanks for watching again. And what the hell do we seg out with? Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hog. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>